Welcome to the Maroon and White Audible, featuring your host from MaroonandWhiteNation.com, Justin Strawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Maroon and White Audible. I am your host, Justin Strong from MaroonandWhiteNation.com. Got a good show lined up for you today, coming at you this time around lunchtime to recap what happened with the weekend in basketball. Both Mississippi State's basketball teams, the men and the women, came out victorious. Mississippi State was able to rally back from a... Big first half deficit. They were down by 16 and ended up winning by 16. So nice weekend for the Bulldogs. I'm sorry, they ended up winning by 15 points. So nice weekend for the men's team. The women's team ended up winning by 16. Uh, they had a nice game as well. We'll cover both of those a little bit less on the women because that was kind of expected. And we'll talk more about the men. But before we talk about any of it, let's hear from our word from our sponsor, Cherokee Valley. Hey guys, this is Justin Strong from MarinaWhiteNation.com. If you're a golfer and you live in the Greater Memphis area, you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely. Well, why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course? My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out, and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner somewhat like me and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course. Lots of wonderful practice facilities. No reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look and go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444 or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. All right, now on to the show. Let's go ahead and talk about the women real quick. The women are one game away from clinching a tie of the Southeastern Conference Championship, being basically co-champions with South Carolina. If they win both of their final games, and they will clinch outright the SEC Women's Championship for the second consecutive year. All they have to do is win this coming Thursday. If they win this coming Thursday, they will be guaranteed back-to-back championships. The only thing they won't be guaranteed is whether or not they will be able to be champions alone by themselves like they were last year. Uh, South Carolina lost last weekend, last week, excuse me, and that has opened up the door for Mississippi State, like I said, to at least clinch a share of the Southeastern Conference Championship. Uh, they would still have to beat South Carolina, assuming both teams win this coming week during the midweek. I would assume that was going to be the case. As long as they both win this during the midweek, then they'd be playing for uh, for Mississippi would be playing to win it outright, and South Carolina would be playing to basically to share the championship. I don't know how the seedings will work. I'm I don't know that at all how that's going to play out if they were to end up tying with two losses each. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, like I said, I think Mississippi State I think Mississippi State is the better team this year. I think they are a far more complete team. Even without their sharpshooter, uh, I still think they have a really good chance of winning the SEC championship outright and possibly going on to win the SEC tournament championship as well and giving themselves an excellent shot at winning a or getting a number one seat in the NCAA tournament. But for right now, since, like I said, they won against Vanderbilt, they were supposed to win. It was a little bit tough there at first, but they were able to do what they normally do and end up winning by double digits. 
Let's go ahead and focus, though, on the men. I'm not going to spend a ton of time today. Uh, all we are doing is recapping. I will have a show previewing the Missouri Tigers uh, tomorrow. But for right now, all I'm focusing on is just the win against South Carolina. It was an impressive win by Mississippi State. And the reason it was impressive is because of the fact that they were down by so much at one point. At one point, the Bulldogs were down by 16 points in the first half of this game. Uh, my son and I were in attendance at this game, and it was it was an ugly game at times. Uh, Mississippi State, one of the reasons why it's really good for, for fans to have people covering the team, the beat writers actually attend the games, is because you see things that you won't see on television. Reggie Perry had an incredible game. He was really solid. He ended up being leading the team in points with 21 points. He had six rebounds. Uh, he had a block. He had a steal. So he had a good game, but he also had four turnovers. A lot of those turnovers came in the first half, and that was one of the things that he was struggling with. He was turning the ball over quite a bit. There was one point probably about t- 10 minutes into the first half where despite the fact that he was having such a good game, he wasn't playing that great to begin with. He was turning the ball over quite a bit. There was one point where he turned the ball over and Ben Howland substituted either Eric Holman or put Abdul Adu back in the in the lineup because he'd been sitting with uh, foul trouble or something. I can't remember exactly how it played out. But when Reggie Perry came off the court, he was looking dejected. He, he knew he was not playing as well as he should have been. But he turned it on, just like the rest of the team turned it on. The team just at one point they weren't. The defense was never really an issue for Mississippi State in this game. Uh, South Carolina they they shot the ball okay, forty three point seven five percent in the first half, and, the, and they were fifty percent uh, from three point range in the first half. They were that was probably the one thing that was kind of hurting Mississippi State was they were giving up too many three pointers, but they weren't doing anything to just obscene in offensively in the game in the first half. Mississippi State just could not do anything offensively in the first half. They were 8 of 24 from the field in the first half. They were only 2 of 8 uh, from the three-point line. And I say 8 of 24. They started off 1 of 7. So they finished 7 of 17 down the stretch in the second half. But it was probably with about three minutes left to play where Mississippi State turns it around and they kind of figure things out offensively. They use their defense to set themselves up on offense and they carried that into the second half. Second half, they absolutely shot the ball lights out. They were 65.38% from uh, the field, uh, 17 of 26 overall. They were 60% from three-point range. They had just an incredible – they ended up shooting a, a, a combined 50% from the game, and considering how bad they shot the ball to start the game, that was just an impressive effort. Uh, Quindary Weatherspoon was good. He wasn't as dominant as he had been, but he was really, really good. He scored another 17 points. One of his worst games, and he still went for 17. Uh, but he had two rebounds. Uh, Lamar Peters, he also got double digits, but the one thing that he did more so than anything else, and I've said this time and time and time again about Lamar Peters, the Lamar Peters that Mississippi State needs is a Lamar Peters that is creating assists and creating opportunities for his teammates. If that's the Lamar Peters that Mississippi State gets where he has nine assists and only three turnovers, Mississippi State's going to be really good, and they're going to be really tough to beat. And that's going to be the case all season long. It doesn't matter if they have Nick Weatherspoon, if they have Tyson Carter. It doesn't matter who's out there playing with them. If that's the Lamar Peters that Mississippi State is going to get on a consistent basis, then Mississippi State's going to be really tough to beat because that's the one that they need. They've got enough scoring between Reggie Perry and Quindary Weatherspoon 
that they don't need him to be a shot first type of player. Now, he can go out and get that occasionally, uh, but for the most part, that's not what they need him to be. And he did an incredible job of getting his teammates involved in the offense. Um, the only other standout performance, Eric Holman had a pretty decent game off the bench, which we haven't seen a lot from him. He was four of six from the field, one of two from three-point range. So that was nice to get him, you know, nine solid points off the bench. That You'll take that. Uh, there's no question about that. You'll definitely take that if you're a Mississippi State Bulldog. But the other standout performance to me was Abdullah Dew. Abdullah Dew is never going to be an offensive threat. He's never going to be this guy that can be a consistent offensive scorer down in the low post, but he can get you, you know, six or seven points, which he got to Mississippi State on Saturday against the Gamecocks. Uh, he ended up with seven points, but the one thing he did was he had six walks. He was playing really solid post defense against a pretty solid, large South Carolina team. Uh, they've got some guys out there who are pretty big, pretty strong, and Abdullah Dew was doing a really good job of maintaining the perimeter, the inside, and keeping them as a perimeter-oriented team, which isn't something that necessarily South Carolina wants to do. They were hitting three-point shots in the first half. Like I said, they were 5 of 10, but in the second half, they were only 4 of 11. And that was that was a big the big part of that was Abdullah Dew protecting the rim. Now, he eventually got fouled out with probably about four or five minutes left in the game. But at that point, Mississippi State had pretty much asserted its dominance in the game, and that was it. That wasn't that big of a deal at that point, the fact that they lost ability. So, really impressive game for Mississippi State. Like I said, being there in person, watching them come back, dig themselves in such a huge hole, go down by 16 points, and then to be able to pull themselves out of that hole was just a lot of fun to watch because when this team is playing like it's supposed to, and when this team is playing at the level that it is capable of playing at, there are very few teams that they can't beat. Matter of fact, there may not be any teams that they can't be. I'm not saying that they would always win, but when Mississippi State is playing at the level that they are capable of, they can play with any other team in the country. That's the reason why I just don't understand why people say this team is a bad team. This team is not a bad team, and I think people are starting to shy away from that. But this team has a chance to make a run in March. They've just got to get through these last four games. Now, what are you looking at in these last four games? Well, you got a game against Missouri on Tuesday, and I'll talk about that one tomorrow. Um, after that, you go to Auburn, you go to Tennessee, and then you finish at home with Texas A&M. At worst, you need at least one. If you can get at least one of those games, then you're probably locked into the NCAA tournament, but you're probably sitting there at like, you know, an 8 or a 9 seed, maybe like a 10 seed or one of those last four ends type of, type of situations if you only get one. If you get two, you're probably a little bit more comfortable. And if you can get three, well, you're sitting really pretty at that point. Then you got a chance to continue to pad your resume in the SEC tournament. So you need this win against Missouri on Sunday. Missouri's not a good team. They're, they're just not. They've got maybe some better years ahead of them, but right now they're not a good team. As of right now, Missouri is 91st in the NCAA net rankings. They'll probably be 90th, 91st, 92nd, somewhere around there when the rankings get released uh, on Monday and into Tuesday. Mississippi State is 26th, so you need to be able to win this game because if you lose this game, it's, it's a bad loss. There's no there's no question about that. It becomes a bad loss, and you don't want to have a bad loss on your resume. Same thing for Texas A&M. We'll talk more about it as we get closer to it. But Texas A&M, they're, they're climbing up a little bit, but they're, they're still 68th in the net rankings. If you lose that game at home, it's a bad loss. So you want to have you don't want to have any bad losses. Yeah, you can probably still make the tournament if you lose one because for the most part, you've avoided the bad loss. The, the worst loss on your 
resume right now is that South Carolina loss. And I'm trying to find their ranking in the net at this point, and I can't quite do it. But I don't even know that it qualifies. Yeah, it doesn't even qualify as a bad loss at this point anymore because uh, they are now 80th in the net rankings, and that was a game on the road. You, you can take a, a, a top 100 loss as long as it's on the road, and that's what happened earlier in the season. So you don't really have any bad losses. It would be nice to keep it that way these last two games against Missouri and against Texas A&M, which you have at home. If you can go out on the road and beat and beat an Auburn, who is currently 23rd in the net rankings, or beat a Tennessee, which is number 8 in the net rankings, then, hey, you're in really good shape at that point. So that's kind of what you're looking at for the men's basketball team. The women, they're playing for something completely different. They're playing for a number one seed, and I think they've got a chance to do it so long as they win the SEC outright and probably win the SEC tournament. If they do that, I think they're going to end up being a number one seed. So, all right, guys, uh, that's going to be it for today. Uh, tomorrow, we will preview the Missouri Tigers. We'll take probably about 10 or 15 minutes to look at it. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, until next time, Hail State. <laughs>